Thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast again today. Uh, we've got some exciting news uh, to talk about. Well, not really news, but I mean, you know, just updates with uh, the NBA, NBA playoffs, kind of updating you guys on what's going on there. I know on the last podcast on Wednesday, we did talk about how, you know, we need to say our goodbyes to the Boston Celtics. Um, great franchise, great team, but couldn't really put everything together so we're going to be doing some buy- goodbyes but before we get to that um you know aurora did want to talk about um you know what some of the teams that are eliminated need to do next year you know she's putting her gm hat on and uh, trying to figure out what we need to do to get some of these teams over the hump uh to really compete the in the following season and uh, so, you know, with her looking to do an NFL team, the Flashing Wieners, um, we are, you know, really trying to get her thinking like a GM. And, uh, you know, going across sport to the NBA uh, isn't a bad idea either, just to look at how she might need to get a team functioning there. So with that being said, uh, we'll jump into it. Um, oh, and for those of you who don't know, Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund on the cover of the podcast. She's a big reason for all the content here. Um, she's very, very dedicated to sports and uh, loves to talk about it. So we'll talk about some of the teams that were eliminated, okay? So we have the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, Washington Wizards, Los Angeles Lakers, and the Portland Trailblazers, okay? We're gonna talk about some of the needs that these teams have, guys, um, to really elevate and move forward the next year, some moves that we think that we need to see from these teams, okay? So the Boston Celtics, um, for them, you know, really it, it was frustrating because they, they had the team. They really did. They had the team. Uh, it was a good team in place, and they made runs before this. Um, you know, with with the same assets, the challenge for them was health when it came down to it. You know, Jalen Brown being hurt most of the season um, and being out throughout the playoffs really, really hurt them. There wasn't that consistent number two guy to really help Jason Tatum, and you know, give Jason Tatum all the props. I mean, he beat the big three of Brooklyn on his own in one of these games. I mean, yes, you could look at it as a gentleman's sweep, but I don't think it was. I think he really willed them to win that game. Um, So that just shows you what Jason Tatum can do. And he's going to get more lethal as, you know, the season goes, as his years go on. He's still a very, very young player. So we will see his progression. So I'm excited for that. But they need to get him some consistent help, okay? Kimball Walker, even when he's out there on the court, He's not a consistent player. He can't be, you know, your number two or your number three guy. He needs to be looked at as, you know, a, a guy that's going to be a solid point guard, not going to lose you games, not going to win you games. Um, that's what he needs to be looked at as. Yeah, he might hit a big shot here and there, but he doesn't need to be one of your top two, even three options on your team. And if that's the case, you need to change something up. So I would consider some trades here. I really would. Um, I would trade some stuff up, uh, get him, get Jason Tatum some help in there. And I think this year is the big year to do that. Okay. This is a perfect storm for Boston and Danny Ainge is leaving the front office. Danny Ainge was not afraid of blowing up a team, of changing up a dynamic, of making a bunch of trades and making something work. Okay. Now I hope that the new front office, I mean, you know, obviously you have the coaching staff moving Uh, moving into there but hopefully they continue that trend of wanting to change things up because this is the year to do it there are some big names out there they could get on board and it would be a fantastic situation for Boston so the trade scenario I'm going to give you is 
between the Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, and Portland Trailblazers, okay? Jimmy Butler gave up in that series, okay? He just didn't have the gas that he had before, all right, in, in the bubble. He did not have the gas. You know, I don't know if he was tired or what, but he cannot be your number one person anymore. He can't. Pair him with Jason Tatum, I think it makes a really good combo. And Boston has the assets to send to Miami to make them willing to do the trade. Include Portland in this trade as well as a three-team trade and get Damian Lillard, okay? I really think you can pull this off because Damian Lillard, I think he's definitely upset with kind of where Portland ended this season. Um, you know, he should have a chance to win. He is the best clutch player in the league right now. Like, he is the fourth quarter assassin for teams. And if you want somebody who's going to close out games in the fourth quarter, if you're in a tight game, Jason Tatum can actually take some time off in some four quarters and let Damian Lillard get to work. And that would just be amazing to see on a court. So Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Portland Trailblazers. Boston gets Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler. Portland gets Kimball Walker and Victor Oladipo. Okay. Portland should be fine with doing this because if they're going to move Damian Lillard, which they're going to need to do because it's not working, guys. There's not enough there, and you're not bringing in enough talent. So you need to get a consistent team going and be able to start trying to rebuild in some case. Kemba and Oladipo give you a good product right now that allows you to still be fairly competitive, maybe make some runs if Oladipo gets back to the way he was of old, um, and have a, a solid team when Nurkic still in there. But, you know, this would be a good opportunity for you to maybe try and, and revamp and, you know, come out with a new product and let Damian Lillard go somewhere to win, which hopefully Portland will allow him to do that. Miami, get smart, Mark Smart, Enos Cancer, Evan Fournier, and Robert Covington. So Miami, yeah, you're not going to get back the same exact value you're giving up in Owen Depot and Jimmy Butler. But you get Mark Smart, who's a guy who is a scrappy guy, He's a veteran guy now. He can help your young players, your Duncan Robinsons. Um, and, uh, man, I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, the kid from University of Kentucky, which is crazy. I can't remember that. My mom's going to kill me on this. Um, but anyway, yeah, so um, those two guys, you know, help them help them grow and develop. Enos Cantor will give you, you know, possible solid scoring effort. He's a horrible defender in the paint, but you have some defense, defense in the paint anyway. Um, with Tristan Thompson. So I think that gives you a good, um, you know, offensive option out there. Evan Fournier, um, or not, not Tristan Thompson, sorry. You have, you have a big with, um, man, I'm blanking on his name too. Uh, blanking on his name too. Um, anyway, the big for Miami, can't think of his name for whatever reason. Again, from University of Kentucky, my mom's gonna kill me for this, whatever. Moving on, uh, Evan Fournier, Enos Cantor, and Robert Covington. Robert Covington gives you some outside shooting, um, you know, good opportunity for your young guys to really move the ball around, have consistent shooters on the court with Marcus Smart, Evan Fournier, Robert Covington. So play a spread offense. Let Eric Spolstra start developing a young team. Don't rely on that veteran. He's already given them a lot of stuff anyway. He's already given them some experience and things like that. Move on, let your young guys develop now, and have a chance to maybe make another run next year with a solid team overall that doesn't have to rely on any one player and we'll see how it ends up going oh bam out of bio that's that's the name um and tyler hero ah just remembered it now there you go there you go mom i did remember it tyler hero and bam out of bio don't don't scrutinize me for misremembering kentucky guys anyway 
moving on, we took a lot of time with that. I'm not gonna take up as much time with some of these other ones, but we'll we'll hit home with a few of them. Uh, the Knicks, so they got eliminated. I loved that team. I really wish they could have done something like Detroit Pistons did years ago when, hey, you got a great solid team, let's see how they go. But they ended up doing like the Atlanta Hawks when they were the number one seed in the East, just flopped, right? So they need to get a consistent score, guys. They really do. And they have the cap in free agency to go do this. So if I was them, I would look at a veteran like a DeMar DeRozan, something like that, a guy that's not going to cost you so much money to come in, um, help some of these young guys uh, with a veteran presence, and he can still be a solid scorer, you know? So all you needed was just another 15, 20 points every night that you can you could rely on outside of Derrick Rose because Julius Randle wasn't consistent and maybe he will get more consistent next year. And if he does, and you have a guy like DeRozan and Derrick Rose playing the way he was, you got a really solid chance to make some noise in the East. So we'll see. Uh, I think that's what they should do though. Uh, look to use their cap, leverage that for some free agency. Um, I wouldn't really look to do a lot of trading or anything like that. They have the cap, they have good young guys and, and see what you can do, you know, make some moves from free agency to get some guys in there. The Wizards need to ship out Russell Westbrook, okay? And guys, Aurora and I are not Russell Westbrook fans. Uh, we we just, I'm telling you, and I said this on an earlier podcast, um, if, you ha if you have not listened to it, it's you can't call Russell Westbrook a bad teammate. Go back, listen to that episode. I think it was one of our first two or three episodes. Um, I had said it there, and I will say it still, he will not win an NBA championship. Russell Westbrook will be a player who does not win an NBA championship. If he does, Obviously, he could do what Richard Jefferson or some of these other guys did, you know, go to some teams really late in their years and, you know, maybe win a title when you're on the bench or, you know, you're playing just a role. But if he is a featured starter on a team and he's one of your go-to options, he will not win an NBA championship. It's going to be like Carmelo Anthony, Charles Barkley. I mean, he just has a play that's not going to win you game, not going to win you a championship. So if you're the Wizards and you want to be competitive, put butts in seats, sure, keep Westbrook, but you need to ship him out if you really want to have a chance to actually win a title at some point. So I would look at the Celtics-Knicks trade option. The Knicks think they can win right now. Their fans are all over it. Look at shipping Russell Westbrook out there to the Knicks. Get the Celtics involved. Get some value out to the Celtics right now. They're, they're probably willing to move Kemba Walker and some of these guys that'll move some of this cap around and make it work, okay? There is a trade scenario I did earlier. It does work to do a Celtics, Knicks, and Wizards um, trade option. Yeah, the Knicks will be giving up a lot of their players, but they don't have to give up really anyone except Derrick Rose as far as like guys who actually contributed this year and Westbrook for the New York fans they're gonna say that Westbrook is a big step up from Derrick Rose which I would completely argue that when you're talking about having a great team overall but he would put butts in seats so yeah I would take a shot at it go see what you can do um, see what you can do if you're the Wizards try and get Westbrook sent out there to the Knicks um, and see what talent you can get from the Celtics and the Knicks in a trade bundle Okay, next, Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, guys, so they were eliminated. I don't know why this is huge news. I don't know why everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's such a big deal that the seventh seed lost to the two. Guys, they were a seventh seed for a reason, and I will tell you this 100% right now. Everyone wants to sit there and say, oh, if you're a seventh seed, if you're an eight seed, if you just make it in the playoffs, it doesn't matter as long as you have talent. Guys, people have to understand the regular season means something. There is a reason that we play it, okay? There's a reason that you have a season so you get the seedings, okay? Because it is a depiction of how good these teams are. And when the Lakers go in as a seventh seed, everybody said, oh, they should still be favored because LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Here's the thing to all of you out there. 
There's a reason they're the seventh seed. And everyone said, oh, they were hurt, they were injured, they didn't play. That's why they're the seventh seed. Okay, you're giving me all the ammunition to argue against what you're saying. Like if you're gonna sit there and say, oh, well, they're better than a seventh seed. I'm gonna sit there and tell you, no, they're not because they haven't played together. They haven't played together, guys. The Lakers, karma has completely bit them in the butt, okay? it, And they got what they deserved. They really did. The Lakers got what they deserved because the Lakers organization, the coaching staff, pretty much meaning LeBron James because he's basically the organization and the coaching staff. You know, whatever he wants, they're going to do it. He set out half, he set out most of the season. I mean, he only played 45 games. Anthony Davis played 36 games. Guys, that's a joke. That's a joke. That's not even playing a season, right? That's that's almost playing less than half of the season if it was a regular NBA season, okay? And LeBron was already complaining about having to do a play-in game because he had to play one more game, okay? So he clearly was feeling it and, you know, wasn't willing to, you know, play any extra games. What's he going to do next year when it's an 82-game season, LeBron? Are you going to complain when you have to play over 50 games? Like, I that's just absolutely absurd to me. But anyway, off the LeBron track, like, look, guys, these guys did not play with their teammates. They did not play with their teammates. They didn't develop any chemistry. They brought in Andre Drummond, okay? Andre Drummond can be a very dominating presence in the center position. He's, he is a dominating presence. He, he can be used very effectively, but people don't know how to use a center position anymore in the NBA except for a few teams. So the Lakers brought in this guy. They had Schroeder who was on and off the court a little bit too. Like all your key elements are not consistently playing together. So all of a sudden they just said, okay, we're going to do what the Brooklyn Nets are going to do. We're just going to throw everybody out there. Here's the difference, guys. The Brooklyn Nets have three absolute without a doubt superstars. Okay. So what's going to happen when they get on the court together? They're just going to play ISO ball. And that's all they do. They take turns coming down the court saying, hey, Here's the ball, you go score. Hey, here's the ball, you go score. And they just clear everything out, okay? They can do that and get away with it. Now, they're going to get bitten in the butt when they play a really solid team like the the Bucks right now, as long as, you know, barring any injuries to the Bucks, um, They're going to get really bitten in the butt by that because you, you can't get away with that. You cannot get away with that because a consistent, solid team will beat you that way. But the Lakers wanted to do the exact same thing. And here's the problem, guys. You got two... Guys, that's it. Dennis Schroeder is not going to carry you. Andre Drummond's not going to carry you. They're solid guys. You have everything you need. Schroeder and Drummond are enough to win if you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You really, really do. But they need to get healthy and they need to play their players all year long because it's clear there was no chemistry. No chemistry with that team. Okay. Once it wasn't ISO ball. Okay. Once Anthony Davis and LeBron James wasn't on the court and every possession, you could just come down and say, here, LeBron, or here, Anthony Davis, we're going to clear out the, the, the half court and let you go to work one-on-one. -on -one. Once they couldn't do that anymore, there was turnovers. There was a bad flow to the offense. Like It looked like these guys were just thrusted together overnight. Okay. And that's the thing with LeBron. That's what, that's what he does. It's just like, oh, let me just turn on the switch. Let me just go out there and just do whatever. Look, you can't go out there and expect your teammates to understand 
anything about how you play. You you don't know your teammates' tendencies. You don't know if they like to fade out to the three-pointer. You don't know if they like to do backdoor cuts. You don't know if they like to, you know, make certain moves at different times. So you're going to throw turnovers. You're going to you're going to throw bad passes. You're going to make turnovers happen. You're going to play horrible offense, and that's what we saw. So if you guys want to compete, I don't think you need to change anything up. You just got to get your guys healthy and make them play during the year. Way too many times, LeBron James probably set out games thinking, you know, Anthony's hurt. We're going to make it in the playoffs, so let's just make it in the playoffs. And then when he's healthy, you know, we'll just wreck things. It can't work like that. What happens if one of you does go down or get hurt or in foul trouble? We saw what happens. The team can't play together. LeBron, you were a horrible teammate throughout this whole season because you developed zero chemistry with your teammates. That has to happen moving forward. So please develop on-court chemistry with your teammates moving forward. That's all you really need to do, okay? Moving on to the last team that's been eliminated so far, and then we'll get to our goodbyes. The Portland Trailblazers. Guys, I feel so bad for Damian Lillard. I feel so bad for him. Damian Lillard put on a display in this series. He put on an absolute clinic of how to dominate a series, how to will your team into a series and play the best that they can play. Like, oh my gosh, that, that game five, man, that game five, you guys did not see it. He was going insane. He is the only reason that the team, that that game went into two overtimes. And he was just knocking down three after three after three. You could not defend him. You could not stop him. Okay? But it's time to blow it up, guys. If you're the Portland Trailblazers, there's a team years ago that was in the same type of predicament. They had a young, well, they had at one point a young Kevin Garnett who came on stage, played amazing basketball, and really reshaped a lot of the game from his position. And then they had a Latrell Sprewell, who was a scorer, you know, put up other points like a Robin to his Batman. That team did really, really well. They really performed great in 2004, MVP year for Kevin Garnett in 2004, made it to the Western Conference Finals where they lost to the Los Angeles Lakers, which absolutely understand Shaq and Kobe. Um, and the very next year, you know, Kevin Garnett took a pay cut to try and keep Spree well so they could stay competitive. And, you know, they just never got back to where they needed to be. The years later, the Minnesota Timberwolves, as an organization, did the right thing. They knew Kevin Garnett deserved a chance to win. He gave everything to that city, to that franchise, to that team and organization. And Damian Lillard done the same thing, guys. So I think it's time you blow it up. Lillard has a lot of value for other teams right now who think that they can win. There's a lot of teams out there that has good, valuable assets they can bring to you. And he deserves a chance to win. He is the most clutch player in the league right now. Like, and if you want to argue it, go back and watch game five. Go back and watch game five. It was the most clutch performance I've ever seen in the NBA. And I've watched some crazy shootouts. I've watched games where 
you know, Dirk Nowitzki and Tracy McGrady were going back and forth three after three after three. Damian Lillard wasn't just going up against Jokic. He was going up against the entire team. Make whatever shots you want to make. I will counter you. And he did. And it's going to run out if he doesn't have any support, you know, and eventually it did, you know. So he deserves to have a chance to win, guys. He really does. He is not a sellout by any means. I do not like players leaving their teams. I don't like franchise players leaving the teams that built their legacy, that, you know, drafted them and gave them the chance to, to make a splash in the league. Like, I love players who are loyal and consistent to their franchise. And I don't advocate for guys leaving franchises, you know, all willy-nilly. But this is one that I will not be upset. Same thing with Kevin Garnett when he left Minnesota. I will not be upset by this because it's a franchise looking at a player that's given it their all for so many seasons. And they say, you know what? We can't bring you what you need. We're not willing to give you the parts to really win a title. It's clear that we're not going to get there with you. Let's send you somewhere where you can have a chance to win. And you know what? Your fans will support that. They will appreciate that. And Damian Lillard will appreciate that. Kevin Garnett appreciated what Minnesota did. That's why he's helped, been a part of the front office, things like that. He's helped them with things as things have progressed over time. And Damian Lillard will do the same thing, okay? You don't want to get in a situation where you're like Andre Johnson or J.J. Watt with the Houston Texans and what the Houston Texans did to their careers in the NFL. Just, oh, you're garbage now. You're not. You're worthless. Let's just let, let you go somewhere else and have a chance to win now that you're worthless. No, send him somewhere where he can compete and have a chance to be a part of a team, a championship team. So again, I would not be upset by this. It is not a sellout by any means. He has done everything right for Portland. And I think it's time for Portland to do something right for him. And I think the fans would understand, and I think they would appreciate that. And I think his fans would continue being his fans, even if they're Portland fans. I think they would follow him and, and love to see him succeed wherever he goes. But the organization is not bringing him enough help. So hopefully they can do that. I would really appreciate Seeing something like that, it doesn't happen all that often. You did see it with KG. You've seen it with some other players before, but, you know, it's not a sellout. It's not saying, oh, I'm going to do what LeBron James did. I'm going to leave Cleveland and go get the big three. Like, LeBron James was young in his career. Like, you know, he wasn't on the decline. Like, it wasn't like, a, oh, if you don't win now, you're not going to really be a part of a team. Like, Damian Lillard needs to move so that he can be a part of a team. And he's 30. He's going to turn 31 in July. I'm 30. I'm going to turn 31 here in a few days. And... You know, it's, yeah, you're going to feel that decline soon, right? So um, at least playing on that high of a level. You know, maybe my tennis game's not going to falter for the next, you know, six, seven years. But man, you know, the NBA playing that high of a level, yeah, it will falter. So, um, you know, I, I would be very careful with this if I'm Portland. I, I wouldn't want to lock him into a long-term deal and kind of ruin his career unless you're willing to actually go out and spend the money and bring him a great player. So, We'll see what happens. Um, I, again, it won't be a sellout. He's going to go somewhere where he has a chance to win because he deserves that because um, he's put all the time and effort in there. You know, LeBron James was there, I don't know, half the time Lillard has been in Portland. Um, and LeBron was actually from the Cleveland area. He's from Akron, Ohio. So, like, you know, if you're going to sit there and be loyal to a team, like, you'd think that that would happen. But, no, Lillard is loyal to this team who he had no affiliation with before getting drafted there, and he has given them everything. So, yeah, I would just I would just give back to the guy who's giving you everything and give him a chance to win. So hopefully we can see that. But now moving on, and uh, Aurora is putting on what is that, Aurora? Oh, sorry guys, she's putting on like all black clothes um, for like a funeral situation. 
We're just saying goodbye, Aurora. It's not, it's not, uh, okay. Sorry, she's getting way too into it, guys. Anyway, um, three teams, three additional teams um, being eliminated um, from the playoffs. You know, we did talk about, um, we did talk about, you know, Boston being eliminated. Uh, we already said goodbye to um, previous team as well. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye, say our respects to um, the teams upcoming here. You know, the Miami Heat, we did say goodbye to them. So I have to say goodbye to the Washington Wizards, also um, with the New York Knicks, LA Lakers, Portland Trailblazers, Boston Celtics. So that being said, we'll start our goodbyes and share our respects. Goodbye, New York Knicks. Goodbye to Stephen A. Smith's absurd fandom showing his bias. On ESPN, you continue to show that Dallas Cowboy fans may not be so different from New York fans, whether you want to argue it or not. You showed thinking there was a chance and thinking you should be the favorite still, even though the Atlanta Hawks were up 3-1 and absolutely crushing you. You continue to berate ESPN fans with how amazing the Knicks were and how awesome they were going to be and how they were going to make a run. Knowing realistically that if you weren't biased, you would see that wouldn't be possible. Goodbye to who should be coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau. That team overperformed for sure. And your coaching efforts this year will be very much forgotten at the beginning of next because that's how Nick fans are. What have you done for me lately? So, yeah, let's hope you have another great year next year because if not, you'll probably go from coach of the year this year or candidate at this point to being out of a job. We can only see. And goodbye to Derek Rose, showing us an old dog can learn new tricks. Although Aurora will not be learning any new tricks, even though she is very young and spry, she has said that her learning days are over and she will no longer be doing tricks for treats. We'll see about that. Derek Rose, what you've been doing uh, has been amazing and you've completely reshaped everything of your game to be a great player again. And uh, we can't admire that enough. So goodbye to your great performance in the playoffs this year um, and throughout the season for the New York Knicks. And let's see what happens next year. Goodbye, Los Angeles Lakers. Goodbye to LeBron James. Thank you. Thank you for leaving the playoffs. And thank you to consistently like, thank you to missing out on bad sportsmanship now. Moving forward, we will see people stay on the court, shake hands, give hugs to people when they're eliminated instead of a whiny, sour LeBron James that will not go and shake hands, that will not show good sportsmanship, that will leave a bad legacy and a bad impression on younger kids watching him at the end of games. Thank you for leaving the playoffs. We can now focus on basketball and not have ESPN waste 15-minute segments talking about LeBron James and his legacy when 
there's a lot to talk about. Goodbye to taking time from hearing about these new upcoming stars. Guys like Devin Booker who beat you. Guys like Damian Lillard who should have been getting more spotlight. Guys like Luka Doncic, Jokic, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now they can actually get talked about quite a bit more at ESPN because it's not taking up LeBron time. And goodbye to having every single call against the Lakers. Not just LeBron, against the Lakers. Having a complaint from LeBron James. Goodbye, Portland Trailblazers. Goodbye to Damian Lillard having to overcompensate for his team's lack of talent around him. CJ McCollum is a really good Robin, but when you have nothing else from a scoring standpoint, it will bite you. And it did. The heroic, Herculean efforts of Damian Lillard was not enough to overcompensate for that. Goodbye to watching an immovable, an immovable object, which is Jokic. Battle an unstoppable force in Damian Lillard. It was an amazing show, and that Game 5 should be an instant classic. That should be played on ESPN Classic every day for the next year. So goodbye to that amazing performance, and let's hope that next year you get a chance to really compete. Maybe in Portland. Probably not, if you're actually going to compete. We'll see. Goodbye to the Boston Celtics. Goodbye to Danny Ainge. Goodbye to Jason Tatum's emergence this year. It was an amazing, amazing year Jason Tatum had. Um, really great performance, really stepped up. And we will sorely miss that amazing emergence that you had this year. And let's hope that your team can come back healthy or change things up to give you some help in the East next year because that team is clearly right on the cusp of being a strong competitor again. And goodbye to the Washington Wizards. Yes, you may have gotten lucky enough to have Joel Embiid get hurt in Game 4 so that you could win one game and make it a gentleman's sweep. But let's face it, the Wizards were not in any contention in the playoffs. They were not in any contention in that series. And we all knew without a doubt that they were going to win. Goodbye to everyone talking about how amazing Russell Westbrook's triple doubles are in a loss. And goodbye to the complete lack of skill and scoring from your big man positions. Like, brutally, brutally hurting your team. The team has a good chance to be competitive again next year. Although I hope they have a chance to become overly competitive with a real shot. And that would be to move Russell Westbrook. We can only hope that this will happen for the Washington Wizards moving forward, as I know many are Russell Westbrook fans, but I'm telling you now, he will not win an NBA title being a primary focus of the team. I know it's a hot take, but that's where we stand. Right or wrong? Right.
So there are our goodbyes, everyone. Um, it, was, it was definitely tough to see some of these teams go. Um, you know, Portland Trailblazers with the amazing effort from Damian Lillard. Um, the New York Knicks with the, you know, their, their Cinderella story throughout the season, like playing so well during the regular season. Um, and Jason Tatum really putting great, great efforts forward against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, it's definitely tough to see some of these teams leave. Um, we are excited for sure for the upcoming next rounds of the NBA playoffs, though. And obviously the first round is still going. Uh, we will see how everything turns out, um, you know, but it, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a great playoffs moving forward. You know, there's no longer going to be the bias of LeBron James. There's no longer going to be the bias of, oh, you know, LeBron is going to, they're favored because they have LeBron. Guys, let's look at things from an actual standpoint. So now we get to get back to real basketball, looking at real odds, real chances of teams having a chance to win or not so um very excited for that um, i think that it's going to be really great series between uh brooklyn and the um the milwaukee bucks uh, i think that's going to be amazing series right there um, we've got some really good series coming up in the east with the sixers up against the hawks who knows what's going to happen with joel and Bede. will he be back will he not i think he will get back in time maybe not for game one but let's Let's see what happens there. Um, and in the West, man, I'm telling you, this is going to be an amazing set of playoff series there. You know, you've got Denver advancing, Phoenix advancing. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the Jazz, you know, they're going to be they're going to be advancing. Um, or no, they, they are advancing. So they're going to be advancing. And then we will see what happens with Dallas and the Clippers. I I thoroughly believe and Aurora believes that the Mavericks are going to close it out tonight. We are actually changing uh, what we thought from the last game. Uh, you know, our last podcast, we talked about how the Clippers would end up winning that series. But here's the thing, guys. Luka is back to being healthy. And I thought that that neck issue was really going to continue to hamper him. But he showed no signs of being held back. So because a, a healthy Luka is back on the table... Um, I, I think they're going to close it out tonight at home. Um, the first home win of that series, which is absolutely bonkers to me. But um, I think that Dallas will close it out. They will advance. So then that would leave you with um, Dallas, Utah, Phoenix, and Denver, which is an amazing set of great rounded teams. Um, maybe Dallas a little bit on the short side of that. But man, Utah, Phoenix, and Denver are just built of great teams. And I think that's what we all want to see in the playoffs. So I am so happy that, you know, Lakers have moved on. Now it seems like it's going to be more about great teams instead of just, oh, this one star. Like, we were talking so much about, oh, LeBron's going to win a title. Guys, it's about the Lakers winning a title. Are we losing track of the teams? Now it's going to be focused on the team. So I'm very excited for that. Um, we will see what happens. Uh, you know, I'm rooting for so many teams uh, as a part of this. You know, we'd love to see Chris Paul get a title. Um, I don't think Luka's got enough, but, you know, we'd love to see him make moves. Um, you know, we'd love to see Philly actually get a chance uh, to, to win and things like that. Um, we'd love to see Giannis win. Um, so, yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with the NBA playoffs. But, yeah, what did you guys think of the episode today? Again, we're just kind of updating you on some of the news in the NBA, what's going on out there, um, what we thought some teams should do to get competitive in the future. Um, and saying our goodbyes. So, yeah, let us know. Uh, give us some feedback on the podcast. You know, we have our email, Facebook. 
below so you guys can reach out to us let us know what we can do to make things uh you know more entertaining uh you know if you really enjoyed any of the content you know reach out um uh, by sending it to you know some of your friends like share subscribe to the page um, so we can continue growing it and everybody can hear more of what aurora's doing out there um in the sports world so yeah with that being said we will let you guys uh get back to your day and uh we'll probably do um we might do another episode over the weekend i'm not sure um but yeah if we don't if we don't post anything over the weekend or uh you know publish any uh a new episode then we'll uh, talk to you guys on monday so thank you have a great weekend